name of our crucified and risen Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Maybe see Today is October 31st, Reformation Day. While we remember on that on this day, 504 years ago, a man named Martin Luther posted his 95 theses on the church door. Do you know that Luther was not his original last name? His original name was Martin Luther, Luther with a D. He changed his name from Luther to Luther because of the Greek word Eleutheros, which means freedom. Luther rejoiced that he had been set free from sin, death, and the devil by Jesus Christ. And every time he would write his name, he would be testifying to his freedom in Jesus Christ. Today you heard the words that our Lord spoke. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits a sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. It's Reformation Day. It's not a day to celebrate German heritage or Northern European heritage, or even a day to celebrate being a Lutheran. If what you mean by a Lutheran is seen as a cultural thing, as a heritage of being part of generations of Midwesterners who have nice confirmation services with their youth, potluck dinners, and Christmas programs where children sing their songs and get a paper bag with an orange and some candy in it. We are indeed Lutherans, and Lutherans rejoice in freedom the freedom of being a Christian. If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. But what is meant by freedom? Since Jesus is the one who sets free, to be free is to be free according to Christ and not by human definition. There is a context to true freedom. After all, what many think to be freedom might not be freedom at all. For example, you can look maybe an example of, of maybe a newly retired couple. They are vacationing and they're in a nice cabin nestled in the scenic, uh, scenic valley in the Rocky Mountains. However, at this time, they don't feel free. They feel absolutely enslaved as they have just found out that their home was flooded while they're away, and it's gonna take them a long time even to get to an airport, much less to fly back home and see the damage. A person swimming in the ocean could be someone enjoying a day at the beach, or it could be a survivor of a shipwreck. Context is all important to know what freedom is. The problem with the common conception of freedom in our country is it starts with the individual in the here and the now as the starting point. Thus, the individual can say that they are free to do what they want, do whatever the individual wants. The individual becomes godlike, defining good and evil according to their likes or dislikes. 
acting in ways that please themselves, and even asserting that they can define themselves in terms of human biology or human sexuality. You live in a world where freedom begins with the self and does not begin with God. And you see that playing out in so many ways as individuals want to live their lives by their own way. But that cannot be freedom, and indeed is not freedom at all. For true freedom can only be defined and given by God himself. This is God's world. It's his and his alone. He is not some idle old guy rocking on his chair who's only there to give a person what he or she wants. No, he is God. He is the all-powerful and holy God. He's the loving and gracious God. Our gracious and holy God is the one who made the universe out of nothing. It is his. Our holy and gracious God made our world. He made life. And out of love, he created Adam and Eve and made them in his image. God made Adam and Eve to be in communion with him as his creatures. He made them to be in perfect harmony with each other as husband and wife and with the creation that he placed them in. For Adam and Eve, and this is important, freedom is in relation to God, each other, and the creation as given by the Lord. It's all given by God. Freedom was not about them or their will, but about God and his will for their eternal life with him in Eden. Our holy and loving God is still the one who defines life and what it is. He gives commandments for our sake. These commandments are good. They're not constraints on freedom, but rather the will of the one loving, true, and holy God for us, his creatures. You are not allowed to do what you want, say what you want to say, or think what you want to think. You are not little gods making your own world. No, you're in God's world before him who is holy and almighty. Also, you are always an eternal being, meant for an eternity with the Lord, but to serve yourself, then you will be separated from God in hell forever. To live for yourself by the world's definition of freedom is actually to bind yourself in hell forever apart from God. The self is actually the true enemy of freedom, as true freedom can only be from God and is found in Christ Jesus. In our gospel lesson today, Jesus gives the promise. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. These are sweet and joyous for your ears to hear, but all the more when you consider their full weight, especially the full weight in the context of the Gospel of John. Our loving and holy God made the heavens and the earth, and he made Adam and Eve in his image to a perfect freedom as his children in Eden. The Gospel of John begins by stating that the Word is God, and he made everything. Apart from him, nothing was made. And then in verse 14 of chapter 1, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we now have God, the creator of the heaven and the earth, in the flesh. And this is Jesus. Jesus is the Word made flesh for you. 
Furthermore, right there at the end of John chapter 1, John the Baptist points to Jesus, alluding to the cross, and says that Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And then in John chapter 3, you hear, God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. So the words, if the Son sets you free, you'll be free indeed, have a context, have a weight, because they're uttered by the eternal Son of God in the flesh on a mission to fully atone for your and my sins and to win a place for us, the new and truly free Eden, the new Jerusalem. Jesus sets you free, and indeed, he has set you free by his works. He, the Son of God in the flesh, the maker of the heavens and the earth, sets you free. And he is the one who acts truly free for your sake. Freely, Jesus allows himself to be arrested and bound in ropes. Freely, Jesus allows himself to be falsely accused. Freely, he allows nails to be put into his hands and him to be pinned to a cross with a mocking accusation over his head. Freely, and this is so clearly seen in John chapter 19, Jesus gives up his life for us and he says, it is finished. Your price has been paid. Freely, God in the flesh did all this for you. Freely, he paid the price for your salvation. Now your freedoms won with a very steep price. Jesus paid the price for your sins with his life. And in Jesus now, you have full and complete forgiveness of sins. Jesus, the ruler of the heavens and the earth, freely rose from the dead so that you might have full assurance of the freedom of being God's child in the new creation with him. You are now free in Christ. And when I say you, I'm using it in the proper sense of the New Testament, you. Because all these passages where it says you in the New Testament are you plural. You together as the body of Christ, the redeemed, the holy Christian church. The freedom of the Christian is the freedom of being a people together. Now this is very important as many Christians deceive themselves and think of salvation only in terms of themselves personally being set free from sin, death, and hell. This is another form of falling prey to the sinful self. Salvation is never a matter of us being by ourselves. Salvation, freedom is all of us together being the body of Christ, being gathered together in his divine service. And this indeed is the truest expression of freedom. This is freedom, my brothers and sisters, to be here before the Lord, hearing his word, and then to receive his blessed sacrament. Here we who've been born again by water and the Spirit are the people of God being fed by the incarnate word, crucified and risen for us. Together we receive the body and blood of Christ for the forgiveness of our sins, anticipating being together for the marriage feast of the Lamb forever and ever. Together we live freely in our vocations as forgiven sinners as those restored to fellowship with our Creator and our Lord by His own sacrifice for you and me. The Son has set you free. It is a true joy to live in the freedom of Jesus. 
Christ indeed won freedom for you and me, and this freedom means following him and giving up ourselves and living for, for him. It means we live for our brothers and sisters in Christ, each of us freely loving and serving each other. In Luther's famous work, The Freedom of the Christian, he says, every one of you be should become, as it were, a Christ to the other, that we may be Christ to one another, and Christ may be the same in all, that is, that we be truly Christians. The world has completely changed the definition of freedom. It views freedom as the individual being able to do whatever they want for their own self-fulfillment. But that is not freedom. It is an illusion of freedom and indeed a prison. True freedom is freedom before the presence of the Lord with an eternal perspective and in fellowship with brothers and sisters in Christ. Freedom is only freedom when Jesus sets you free. My brothers and sisters, in Christ you are now reconciled to the Father and you have true peace and joy through him. You are the church, the body of Christ. You have full confidence for your forgiveness of sins, life and salvation in him, and that's right now, and the sure hope of being with all the saints in the presence of Jesus forever. Rejoice this day, you are free. If the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. Amen.